0: Thank <laughs> you.
2: And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick and Barry DeBoater rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information here as uh, well on this weekend of the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. Big, big event going on. Uh, You know, Captain Patrick was there, uh, Barry DeBoater, he he was down there, but uh, he was... uh, Doing all kinds of crazy stuff, but he wasn't really doing much as far as, uh I don't know, uh, boating-wise. Where are you, Barry? You should be no. there. Why? No. Why I, aren't you there? I probably
3: should be, but I'm here.
2: I mean, we have uh, a lot of people out on uh, out on uh the streets or out in the aisles of the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show today, and we're going to try to at least connect with a couple of them. Captain Rusty is out there. We've got Richard Trico from the Bahamas Ministry of Tourism. He has offered his... uh you know, man on the street services as well, and then your buddies over at Regal, right? They're down there, right, Patrick? Yeah. Um, everybody is down there. That, everybody that was, of importance is down there. Is that what you're trying to say? It it was busy. It, it was, which busy. explains why you're not
4: there. Well, you know, the nice thing in being a member of the media, yeah, yeah fake news, um, is you can you can get in there early. You know. And you can't kind of they're still wiping down the boats and everything like that, and you get to talk with the uh, principals in the booth before all the you know the looky loos come, right? And uh, it gives you a a a better chance to connect and move around that you know huge area at Bahia Mar uh, much more freely uh, without dodging. Again, the looky lose, you know, so the looky the, lose, yeah, because like the tire kickers and then well, that kind of they, thing. Well, there's no tires on boats. Well, there was a couple boats that well, had tires. they got trailers, right? I mean, there was a couple boats that had tires, yeah, you know, that see? one that comes up out of the water. All you're, right. you're just stupid. Uh-huh. Um, I think they call that one sea <laughs> legs or something like that, okay. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, by the time I'm getting out of there, you know, the it, I'm it's like going against the tide because the the crowds are just streaming down um, you know, Los oles and, and heading for the main gate and, yeah. you know, I'm walking out and it's like, I'm done for the day, you know, by one o'clock I, I've walked everything that I could walk. And what I was doing yesterday and I didn't want to promote it ahead of time in case something, you know, happened and I wasn't able to make it down there, mm-hmm. but I was doing, you know, Facebook live stuff. Yeah. And if somebody, you know, was of course, uh, getting their notifications, uh, what I was telling at the beginning of every video, I think, just about every video, is if there was something that our listeners, who at that point would be viewers, if there was something that they wanted to see specifically, within reason, um, you know, to leave a comment, and you know, I tried to make my way over, so I was trying to kind of be the the, the everyman for our listeners slash viewers, right? But um, I I covered a lot of ground. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if you were offering up the right.
2: Uh, suggestions, though, for what our uh, passengers would want to see here on the World of Boating because Captain Rusty did the same thing and he got a lot of action when he said, hey, look, I think those are the new uh, Apple iPods or EarPods. You, you saw know, that picture. You know
4: what picture I'm talking about. I, yeah, I do. And you told me a long time ago, don't do that.
2: Well, <laughs> uh, you know, I,
4: I, I can do it. Maybe you shouldn't do it, but... Yeah, because Pat. Rusty's got a divinity degree; he can do that because he's absolved. Immediately. He's a man of the cloth. A uh, uh, very little cloth, oh, apparently, <laughs> by by that picture. God bless him. Yeah, I don't know.
2: It was. It's a unique picture, not really for Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show, but uh, but yeah.
4: Uh, here's the thing: if you go to the World of Boating Facebook page or World of Boating uh, dot com, all these videos uh, that I was doing Facebook Live, those are those are up. Those are there. There was one I even made my way over to Rusty. Uh, he was uh, firmly set in the uh, Chris Craft booth um, at their display. You know they had their in water stuff, and uh, we actually did a uh, Facebook Live. He kind of reviewed, did a feature benefit of the boat that he bought, that same model, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty interesting. And uh, I tell you, Chris Craft as, as you know, there was some, I think there was a little bit of concern when Winnebago bought them, um, you know, if it was going to affect uh, them negatively. And it has not. Um, they are building just, it's, it's, certainly when it comes to the boat show, you're going to find, if you can't find something that you like, you haven't looked, you know, hard enough. Because truly, there's something for everyone, and including a pink outboard. I did yes. see that one. Yeah, and, at, that, and uh,
2: that that was kind of that was kind of neat. You yeah, know. what was the point? Was that a like, cancer
4: awareness, or was I, that I, just somebody with? I, I didn't see anything, you know, for for breast cancer awareness, but I would think that it was probably tied into something like that. But yeah, it was. You know, it was almost like a pink cream ish, right. color, and you know I, what I saw there. You know, and more and more outboards that are color matched to the hulls, and of course, more and more outboards.
2: Yeah, what do you uh, think, uh, Barry? Would you put a pink outboard on your uh,
4: on your seventeen footer? Not drive? on
3: my boat, but but it sounds like it was a Mary Kay type
4: boat, right? No, it was it was just a standalone outboard. It was just on display. At oh, was just
3: the outboard. I thought it was the outboard and the boat. No, oh,
4: okay. it, was, it was just it was just in the Suzuki booth, right? Uh, so they had a standalone. But uh, yeah, we we got to get you one of those Cox Marine uh, high performance uh, diesel outboards for yours.
3: Oh
4: yeah, that's <laughs> why. What, what's the big deal about that? Explain. Well, no, because it, 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 it would. You know, Barry's boat is unsinkable.
3: I, yeah, uh, yeah well, I don't think so. <laughs> I
4: think that might do it. it
3: huh? No, it wouldn't sink. It would just become a submarine.
4: Ah, good yeah. point. Okay, but it, uh, I saw our friends from Cox Marine. Mm-hmm. Um, remember about this time last year, maybe a little bit after we had them on, and uh, those outboards are in production. Um, so they've they've started filling their orders and uh looking for big things from them. Mm-hmm. Um, Volvo Penta having bought 7 Marine again there was a uh Facebook live video that I did that showed uh what they did with the uh, 7 Marine outboards which the it really an in close with the power head, um, and then when you get down to the lower unit where they put the dual prop you know, lower unit on the outboard. And if you remember when we talked with our friends from Volvo Penta, you know, they put the wet clutch technology in there that they have with the IPS drive so Mm -hmm. that you're shifting in and out, especially with joystick control. You know, it's it's there's virtually no noise, you know, as you're coming in and out of gear. Hmm. So just uh, absolutely some phenomenal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it still makes plenty of racket. It does. Yeah. And when I was going past uh, Mercury Marine, they had that three-liter – uh turbo diesel. So I think two hundred and sixty horsepower uh three liter hooked up to a Bravo three drive. You believe that, Barry? Hmm.
3: Yeah. So imagine the torque you're gonna get out of that thing. Lots you know, of torque. Now,
4: now here's here's my question and I Greg isn't gonna be able to follow this, but Barry probably will be able does to does it stink? No. Um it doesn't. <laughs> One, they, they they got away from their partnership with Volkswagen and I guess now they're with Fiat. Um hmm. but my question is the turbo and the intake so your air filter all that is at the rear of the engine which would put it at the transom
3: right so, so you think it's going to pull in all that exhaust
4: well you're not going to pull in an exhaust because again your exhaust is coming out through your your, it's coming your out lie through pipe.
3: the prop and all that okay yeah. but
4: what i've always found is and this engine package being able to to be put in smaller boats uh, that you have a tight engine compartment, you tend to get more heat built up towards the rear, and you have a propensity maybe for more water possible intrusion at the rear because a hull-to-deck joint, things like that, that traditionally you would find intake... At the front of the engine, air breathers, flame arresters would be either at, you know, old carbureted engines would be at the top Uh, more and more with the EFI. They've come to the front of the engine, you know, right above the belts. This one is at the rear, which, again, diesel's not having blowers because they're not required. I would think that maybe you would have blowers put in reverse the flow to help feed cooler air into that compartment because all you're going to be doing is it's going to be hot air. Well, you're going to have probably some kind of air
3: induction system up in the front so as you start moving it'll push it in. So well, like the you, scoop on a
4: car. Well, you've got your vents, so you got to have yeah. your exchange, but still it's it's not to your point a forced induction and if you're looking at putting it in production boats like Monterey or Regal or Sea Ray, you know, especially for the overseas market where they do more diesel boating and they, they now you can put this 3 liter Diesel turbo that you can hook up to a Bravo Three Drive, which is which is awesome. But my concern was, or my question was, is it going to affect the performance of that engine if it's in a tighter compartment and not able to breathe?
2: An intercooler, problem solved by Barry boater Patrick's going; he's shaking his head. No, we'll find out more or uh, dive into it deeper next on the World of Boating.
0: Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. The word ship
4: is hidden inside the word leadership as its derivation. So, if this office is in fact a ship, as its leader, I am the captain. But we're all in the same boat.
0: Aye, aye, Captain. Captain, please, can you see my fire? Message in a bottle, starboard side. Come into my.
2: This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry Zoboda, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information and get uh, reports this week from the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. That brings us to Richard Trico from the Bahamas Ministry of Tourism. He is on site and on the World of Boating right now. Richard, how you doing there, buddy? come on in hey g- hey greg how you doing
1: good to hear from you
2: back at you so uh, you know you know a lot of stuff uh, before we get into the boat show we got to just do a quick little update on how things are going on uh, you know after dorian in the bahamas what's the latest what are you telling everybody there on site at the boat show?
1: Well, uh, you know we're, we're still promoting the 15 islands uh we're promoting 15 islands right now uh, um some of the marinas in grand bahama open right at, at, as we speak you know uh the Bahama Bay uh, and Port Lucaya, they're open at, at this time. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. and, and then that uh, Lucayan area is open. Good. So basically, you know, there, there's some things open. Uh, Abaco, uh, a lot of a couple of hotels will be open around May 1st of ne- next year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then it's, it's going to be a long, lengthy process. It's a slow process coming back. Because some of the devastation was really bad, over uh, uh, especially... The Marsh harbor treasure Key area, you know, yeah. the whole island. I mean, a lot of those islands got devastated. Right.
2: So. Yeah, it's going to take right. some time, but the best way you can do, or the best thing you can do to support the Bahamas and their recovery of those areas that were hit in Marsh Harbor and Abaco is right. just book a trip to the Bahamas. Take your boat over there and uh, find right. a marina that's open and go spend your money. It'll filter back right, yeah, to those yeah, folks affected. A, yeah. yeah.
1: Right, because we're promoting, you know, uh, uh, even though Abaco, uh, I mean, some people have second homes there that they're going down to. And, you know, they you know, they go and just check on the damage and rebuild and stuff like that. Right. Uh, but most of it, you know, we're promoting it from Bimini, the other islands in the Bahamas, mm. the Lake Somas, Lutra, you know, Cat Island, Long Island, those type of, you know.
2: Yeah, just uh, telling uh, everybody Chucky. you're open yes. for business. Get on over to the Bahamas. Yes.
1: Right. And the best way they can help us is to keep coming is, you know, Tourism makes up seventy five percent of our gross national products so, of yeah, without without uh the help of the people from the United States and around the world, you know, yes. there'll be in a difficult situation.
4: Well here's the thing, you're if you're at the Fort Lauderdale boat show, go find a boat, if, buy a boat, yeah, then if, go see Richard. Yeah. Go to the Bahamas. Also, with it.
1: <laughs> if they come in here they could spend twenty dollars and we have a raffle on the other side in the convention center that will be giving away a boat.
4: Oh, really? Wait, what? Wait, how did I miss that? I was down there. I couldn't even find you yesterday. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Where, where are you?
1: No, I'm, I, I'm at the Bahia uh, at the, at Mar the, uh, at the marina itself. Right. W- which uh,
4: which? booth? But are you in one of the tents
1: outside? Yeah, I'm in the voice tent. The first ent- the tents, you got to come in the, the entrance.
2: Ah, got it right. That's yeah, where they I'm are every the mans- year yeah they're yeah. there every single year i know where he's at exactly well, yeah, we had find boat find yesterday. Yeah. yeah right down yeah, to yeah, the main been... aisle yeah, the first aisle well, we we a huge out. boat this year a huge
1: boat.
2: excellent yeah all right what boat are you giving away what kind of boat are you raffling off it, it's
1: now? a open fisherman uh uh compact uh, com- with uh, uh with, with uh motor uh mm-hmm. t-top and everything you know
2: okay it's a pretty sweet so boat
1: it, it's it- it's sweet.
2: Yeah, it's sweet. Uh, how about I uh, how how about I throw you 30 bucks and you just give it to me? No?
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, okay. I bought one myself today so you did you know,
2: what did you get yeah. richard what did you buy
1: uh, 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 well i bought i bought uh, a couple of the tickets to see if i could win the boat
2: <laughs> oh, oh i got you you bought a ticket to win the boat i understand okay yeah, yeah. all right well they there also you go
1: support the, the relief you know
2: yeah okay so it's a good uh, the, the, cause the, the, the right Bruce,
1: the proceeds is in the aid of uh the bahamas Absolutely. they're also uh promoting a um uh yeah they can't say here that they do it in Florida. Right. With uh, well, Cheap Trick. To, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're promoting that as well. Uh, the aid will, the funds will go to desalate like uh, as, uh, reverse osmosis uh, water, water supplies, you know?
2: Right. I think that's happening in Pompano Beach like three weeks from today. Does that sound right? Something like yeah. that?
1: yeah yeah nope. and but, uh, then of course, you know we've still promoting our boating, boating flings to yeah uh, uh, to the islands uh, and a lot of you know the the marinas that are open
4: so Richard, real quick for our listeners who may be contemplating you know a trip over to the Bahamas in their boat, what's involved in getting in and out? Especially right well, now. What do you think?
1: Well right, well, right now, I mean, the process is still the same. You come in and you clear customs. Uh, uh, if you go into Bimini or, or Grand Mahama, you, you, you still come in. You call our office the one eight hundred 32 sport number, and we'll send you the paperwork so you can fill it out ahead. So that'll speed up the clearance of customs. And then, and you come in at 0 to 35 feet, pay 150. And if you come in today... Uh, and you leave say you leave Sunday you have ninety days from the day's date to come back without having to pay again
2: well that's nice, nice.
1: but then, and, and then so after that you'll uh, you know you uh, it's only good for one time but after that uh, you know uh it's it's also boats uh, thirty five and a half feet up you'll pay three hundred and mm-hmm. they also get the ninety days uh, involved
2: got it and you can get this but, at uh but, Bahamas, or com slash boating I believe is yes. the website uh, well,
1: one one, one, more, one more thing uh before you know next year yeah in January uh, the fees will change a little bit but you the problem is you could buy a yearly fee now
2: mm. okay
1: so if you if you got a boat from zero to 84 30, uh, feet uh, you could buy, uh, pay 150. Well, you pay $300, and you get a yearly fee, and you can come back every time the weather goes good, well, especially you go. if you're living off of, of Florida.
2: Sure. 42 miles yeah. away from Fort Lauderdale. It's a quick uh, hop, right. skip, and a jump on your, uh, well, the boat that you well, went we, down we, there We, in we try Hunter. not
4: to hop, skip, or jump when we're boating.
2: Well, you want right, to get a little right. air, you know, sometimes <laughs> but, for fun.
1: But I got to give it to you. The show management, uh, they put on a great effort this year to put the show on, and they got, I mean, every... Every, all the vendors are here this year.
2: Good. And so it, you're it, seeing a lot place, of business take place there at the Fort Lauderdale yeah, International yeah. Boat Show today. Good. Right. Good,
1: good. Es- especially, uh, you know, on the boats like uh, Open Fisherman and... Uh, Especially everybody's going to outboards these days, you know, mm-hmm. the outboard manufacturers are having a field day.
2: All right. Well, that's good to hear. Well, Richard, I'll let you get back to it and uh, spreading the Bahamas love down there at the, the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show today. But thanks for giving uh, us I, a I, report there, my friend. Yeah,
1: thanks for giving me a call and uh, supporting the Bahamas. And uh, you all keep up a good work.
2: There you go. Richard Trico from the Bahamas Ministry of Tourism at the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show uh, representing as he does. I don't know, you know how I missed him. I, I, I'm telling, i telling you. He's right on the main aisle. You've you got to walk in the front door there, uh, Patrick.
3: He probably, he probably went through the uh, press area and missed it. Yes, he did. He, he took the Yeah, the, that, short the press right.
4: area is back where the portalets are. Well, yeah. Hello. More coming up. Stay close.
0: You're listening to the World of Voting Radio Network.
2: This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry boater, running out the crew today. We hope to connect with uh, Captain Rusty. He is down there at the Fort Lauderdale uh, International Boat Show as well, uh, with Richard Trico and God knows who else. Everybody's everybody's Everybody in the who's anybody us. is sure. down there except us. What's we're, up? With I that? was there. You were there, and you, you got kicked
4: and, out and, and, and you're look, back can, now. Can I just point of order, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. President? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had how, an excuse. How is it that I come into the studio, mm-hmm. and in front of my console here, you already have my expense report with denied stamped across it, and I haven't even <laughs> filled it out yet? Uh, Yeah, it's, it's pretty much
2: protocol. You know how it works. <laughs> you can at least let me fill that, it out. Nah.
4: Is all I'm saying. <laughs> it's a waste of paper. We want to save the planet. I mean... All I'll, I was I'll give get, you the debit card number later. All I was looking was to get my parking reimbursed. I, I was, I was oh, willing to no, eat Oh, no, hell no, you can walk. Let me tell you, <laughs> f- fuel and tolls were less than parking.
2: Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Parking is an issue down there. You need to have a, a plan when you're going i there.
4: had one the park the the public parking lot at the corner of los Allis, they closed los it down Allis. they got they, some construction they, going on yeah
3: mm. so i mean yeah you, there, you could park
4: there for next to nothing for the day so you know then of course the parking garage on los olas was you yeah. know
2: well that 40 said bucks and, it's always a pain with parking well for the boat show but the the good thing is i mean we've gotten reports i mean You know, Trico pretty much backed it up uh, with the assumption that the show is doing very well. The weather's great. It was hot. The economy's booming. Uh, People are out there looking, uh, hopefully buying. And I think the uh, manufacturers are pretty happy with the way things are going so far. Uh, It'll be interesting
4: to see how it pans out through uh, Monday. I can can speak for a national uh, uh, boat dealer mm -hmm. that... Uh, within two days, already did like nine million. Yeah. All right, have them pay you for well, your parking. And, Come on, what the hell? And let's go, Patrick. You're you're barking up the wrong tree right here. Another boat manufacturer that was one boat ahead of where they were for the whole show last year. Already two days in. How about that? That's a good sign. We'll take it. More coming up
2: on the World of
0: Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network.
4: ship. Attention
3: passengers, the karaoke contest will begin in five minutes. Okay, now we've really got to get on that ship. Look at me, I'm ship face. I'm an article in space. Round these
1: yachties, I'm out of place. I'm ship face.
2: This is the World of Boating. That is the Barefoot Man. I don't believe he's playing at the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. However, our buddy Eric Stone, I know, is. He's been playing every single day. I think we got some steel drum player friends down there entertaining the folks uh, at the floating beer garden and everything. So, you know, if you see these uh, musicians, just go up to them. Say, hey, uh, we've heard some of your music on the World of Boating. And they'll say, what? They don't pay us for that.
4: Yeah. Speaking <laughs> speaking of not paying, uh, Barry was nice enough to uh, nice enough to take off his watch cap there during the commercial break and put on his green accountant visor. And he just texted me, and he sent me a bunch of legalese stuff that says you have to at least review my filled out expense report before you can deny it.
3: Wrong.
4: That is uh, that's okay.
3: That is not how it goes. You My know, buddy at the Infernal Revenue Service will be knocking on his the, door later. Wait, did afternoon.
2: he say Infernal?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> the Infernal Revenue Service. Yep. Is that a thing? Might be. No, no. Now, I uh, had an excuse not to be at the Fort Lauderdale uh, International Boat Show because I uh, was in Egypt diving in the Red Sea. And that
4: explains uh, the tint. T- ah, uh, okay. that
2: Yeah, is that was. Yeah. got a little sun, but I rode a camel. Got my picture taken in Stop front of the it. pyramids in Egypt. You know, my uh, surface interval. <laughs> yeah, I in can do the diamond. same thing at Epcot. Congratulations. You cannot. They don't have camels at Epcot.
3: Greg, Greg was, it, was it an automatic or, or standard? What do you mean? The camel. Was it an automatic or was no, it a stick shift?
4: Barry, it was unfiltered. It was unfiltered. <laughs> there, there
2: is a, there's a definite <laughs> scent that camels have yeah. uh, that are Ooh, hard, yeah. hard to unsmell after you've smelled them you know but uh i i marked that thing off the list where you get the picture of you in front of the pyramids on a camel i got that done uh during my service yes. interval in the red sea
3: Captain, you are suck it was probably a backdrop one of those things that you see at a party uh, you know a picture of the background you, it it
2: looks like it cuz they did some forced perspective uh pictures of me uh holding the pyramid by my uh fingers you know kind of thing we did the whole thing uh, like that. Play, you know, you do that when you go to Egypt. It's it's something you mark off the list. No self-respecting
4: real tourist does that. Wrong, everybody. Have does you that. been there? No. Then okay. You know, no so here's what you do. Rest my case. Here's what you do. You climb to the top of one of the pyramids. Yeah. Then get your picture taken. No, you don't do that because yeah. you get arrested. If you could make it up there, right? Barry knows. So
2: <laughs> There's a thing. the challenge. No, that's not a challenge. It's been done. It's already been done. Listen. Uh, A couple went
4: up there, got their freak on, posted on Facebook. Yeah, well, that's because they got their freak on. But spending time in an Egyptian prison is on most every self-respecting tourist bucket list. Huh. Okay. I'll remember that next time. But uh, I will say
2: the boating experience I had in the Red Sea was absolutely phenomenal. I spent a week on the largest liveaboard, or I should say in that part of the world, they refer to them as safari boats. In the Red Sea, 135 feet long, 24 feet wide, nice, big, uh, fancy yacht. We had about, you know, I don't know, 25, 30 people, you know, customers on board Mm. and plenty of space. But this thing was really, really sweet. And what was it powered by? It was powered by engines. (laughs) Two camels. (laughs) I think there were two of them.
4: (laughs) It was five camel horsepower. It was. It had plenty of power. Five camel power. But it yeah, uh, cruised
2: around the Red Sea. I, I will tell you though, uh, what I didn't really expect. I'd heard about it, but it was really crazier than I anticipated. Is how many safari and/or liverboard boats operate in the Red Sea? It how is, many? Well, we pull up to one site, like a little island there in the Red Sea to uh-huh. dive around it, uh-huh. and we would be like one of fifteen boats. Uh, anchored up are almost raft together because what they do, they connect uh, like the first, you know, few boats will connect to uh, like a I don't know, like a rope system like anchored up to the uh, mooring like ball. Yeah, well, I don't even know if they were mooring balls. I think they were connected to the side of the island. I'm not positive because you could see the ropes extending from the island and then it'd go through this boat and then it'd raft out to the next boat. Like they'd take it through the you know, through this boat and connect it, and then the next one would be drifted out. You know what I mean? That's kinda weird. Like, it was very strange. It was kind like of like a road. raft up of major, you know, 100-foot yachts. So what what's there to see under the water there?
4: A lot. Well, I mean— The
2: Red Sea is consistently rated as, as one of the top five dive destinations in the world. Now I know why. Why? One dive— Living, living reefs? Well, the reef color and and coral and all that stuff, Unbelievable. Uh, Really nice, but on one dive, I saw a manta ray, a thresher shark, and an oceanic white tip. Now, Barry, who is a diver, knows that's an extremely rare occasion to see even one of those animals. To see those three elements or those three uh, critters on one dive, absolutely phenomenal. Is that like the scuba diving trifecta? It kind of is. I mean, yeah, you know, it's pretty it was pretty amazing to see that on one dive. And it just got, you know, better and better. I mean, I saw a clownfish in their little anemone, you know, homes, you know, like like uh Nemo. Their little clown, I, I, clown I saw anemones, they had an area called uh, anemone city. And I thought I'd seen it. I, I I look at it, I see like, you know, five or six of these things bunched together and say, No, look over here. But as you look over, there's like a hundred all up on a shelf uh, in the reef in the Red Sea. I mean, I never seen so many clownfish and anemones in my life. It was insane, and it's hard to describe, but
4: it was really, really cool. Well, you have certainly not done any justice in your description. So, thank you. That's what I'm your for. Statement,
2: but uh, but you know, just from the boating experience thing, to be on the biggest or longest and uh, you know uh, uh, tallest, liv- widest. Actually, it was. It was tallest, the, longest, and would you say it was
4: the boatiest?
2: No, I wouldn't say that. I'm not a moron. The, the yachtiest? It, it
3: was Tell very us about the Food on that. What was the food like on that? Well, you That's know, it uh, a local, little right.
2: Bit, it was, some of it was local, and they had a little American influence Camel. on it. I mean, they had pizza Cam. and spaghetti and stuff like that, trying to accommodate uh, Western influence. Sea enemies. And yeah, plenty of yeah, food.
3: you get a lot of Met, a lot of foods. Good, you get right. You have hummus. You have uh, they sushi, had all that stuff. all that good stuff.
2: Man. But you know, we were the only Americans on the boat so really? we were representing the USA in that part of the world for a week and you I apologized you of a, course
3: you didn't have a Canadian flag stuck to your bag just in case
2: nope nope <laughs> okay I said hey we're from the USA and we apologize in advance
3: <laughs> and we apologize every five minutes we apologize yeah <laughs> so
2: uh, but no they, everybody uh, got along great and we had a great time met some awesome folks and uh just uh, you know spent live large on a yacht for a week it was pretty pretty sweet for sure what's and
3: the water temp out there
2: water temp ranged anywhere from
4: like uh 81 to 86 wow. it was pretty warm unless you were real right next to greg then it was about 93 yep. 93 <laughs> if you were downstream
3: <laughs> that that's nice though it, it was and, and I, I didn't even put on a same, wetsuit i, I just, wonder what latitude they're at compared to us
2: uh, you know the weather. Uh, you know we're based in Orlando, Florida, and it basically it was it was about maybe five to ten degrees cooler and less humidity. So it was very wow. very nice. I got back to uh, Florida. I'm like, holy crap, it's hot. <laughs> yes, hadn't really cooled off yet. Actually, today here in Orlando, it's cooled off slightly yeah, for the degrees. fall. Yeah,
3: yeah, cold but, front uh, uh, fell apart right up there. But the weather in the
2: in Egypt was. Uh, Well, it was not nearly as bad as I thought it would be. I thought it'd be more, you know, desert and hot-like, but it was actually, it was breezy, and it was- You were expecting something out of the scene from The Mummy, weren't you? Of course, I was there. I mean, when we, you know, what happened? (laughs) We spent the week on the boat, and then we went into Cairo for a couple days Uh, to do the whole pyramid thing and play tourist, and that was a real eye-opener. It was very, very interesting. See, great coffee Um, in Cairo
3: is supposed to be fantastic. Nah, you tried the coffee or anything? No, I tried
2: it. Didn't like it. All all they had was instant coffee where we went. But I will say, here's the thing. There's coffee. You guys want to be somebody? Uh, Go to Egypt because uh, you'll have game because they see so few Americans. Uh, All the Egyptians that live there and the locals, when they see someone like me, a fair-skinned, blue-eyed guy, (laughs) they want to take their picture with them. At first, I thought it was a scam, and then I asked our tour guide, why do these girls keep coming up and wanting to have pictures with me? They think I'm somebody or something? Well, of course I am,
3: but... It's like seeing
4: Bigfoot. (laughs) No, what it is is They've never seen a living ghost before.
2: Well, it's a thing. They want to see. They, 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 you know, not only do they not see folks like us that often, they want to get pictures of you and them to post on their Facebook for all their friends and stuff. So you're kind of like a rock star. So I, people are coming up to you and getting pictures with you and all this stuff. And and uh, if I've I needed play darts with, this I don't need game. Games. But look, Patrick, come on.
4: Yeah, you you, you need to go find a
2: wife or something. You just go over to Egypt. You'll have an Egyptian wife.
4: Yeah, why not? Uh, No, no, could happen. Um, Greg's walking around with a T-shirt that says "Ask me about my monkey heart." You know, so that's (laughs) that's why. (laughs) Well, there was that, but uh, but it was interesting. It was a very uh, cultural
2: you know experience on many levels, and of course, the diving was uh, absolutely phenomenal. Boat, magnificent, the Grand Sea Explorer. What's the name of the vessel that I was on there in the Red Sea? More coming up on the World of Boating.
0: You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world.
4: Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be
0: adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver.
4: Traffic sucks unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott.
2: Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths.
4: Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase.
2: One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious.
4: Escape
0: your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast my captain oh captain my captain Rise up and hear the bells.
4: Rise up for you. The flag is flung for you. The bugle trills. All right, dismissed.
1: <laughs> well, uh, just to remind you, Pipe Piper is still a sinking ship. So Let me give you a tip. enough with the maritime metaphors. You don't have to walk the
0: plank on a sinking ship.
2: This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick buries a boat around and out of the crew today. As we navigate the latest boating news and information, and then uh, just share things that I did on my vacation in Egypt. Maybe throw in a little bit of stuff about the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. But I guess there are a few little news nuggets that we can uh,
4: navigate through, too. Aren't there, Patrick? There are. But uh, to finish up with Barry and our discussion on that three-liter Mercruiser, Cruiser, uh, that is after-cooled only. It doesn't have an intercooler, so... Again, my only concern would be in small boat applications, tight engine compartments, is the ability for that uh, system to work effectively unless you're putting in blowers with reversed air to help feed fresh air um, to the turbo itself. Mm -hmm.
3: Again, you could do that or, as I said, an intercooler that pulled in some uh, fresh seawater and then had the air go through that before it hit the uh, intake would be good,
4: too. Yeah, it's a just or before it hits
3: the turbo because the turbo is going to uh, heat up the air also.
4: Right, but like I said, that that's you know the fact that they can couple up a Bravo three to a, a three liter, you know, oh, yeah. a small tight engine package, and you got a diesel that's going to pull two hundred seventy horsepower. Is uh, that's that's really interesting just because of the fuel economy aspect um, with that type of engine package versus gas, which. For the Bravo threes, you would need a much larger engine. You wouldn't be able to do it with a uh, traditional. I don't even think anybody's making a three liter anymore in a gas version. Hmm. You know that inline four cylinder. So it's the future. This it's, is it's now. It's yeah. it's here well, now. Okay. And you know, at, at the boat show and the boat show again, uh, Flibs, as it's affectionately known, um, arguably the largest in water boat show, um, and uh, boats from. Yeah, every size range um, up to your uh, your what we'll term super yachts, your very large yachts out there, which they did not let me on. Um, but uh, <laughs> you have
3: to make an appointment with that.
4: Yeah, I know. Well, it's, you it's, have to it, have a credit
2: uh, rating above you know a certain level. Well,
4: I keep flashing them my world of boating you know business card, <laughs> <and they're> like <laughs> they chase they, you they, off. They mistake. throw it. They throw it over to side. You know, they. <laughs> <laughs> Better than it being you. They throw over the side. Yeah, yeah. That's when the, the guys show up with the Uzis. Yeah, mm-hmm. You're not coming mm-hmm. on board. But um, it, what I didn't see, and it'll be interesting when Miami rolls around. There are certainly manufacturers that have rolled out new product. You know, from the keel up. Um, but I'm still waiting. It's been a couple of years now for that next greatest, you know, innovation that's going to take um, boat manufacturing by storm. And I'm not talking about like a component or something like that. I'm I'm waiting for something from the boat manufacturers that's, that's really, really just going to be like, we have not seen this before, and that is a game changer, and it's going to kind of redirect, you know, uh, boating as we move forward. So it'll be... Nothing you know, jumped out at you not, in that regard. Not, not and again... Boat shows great. I mean, there's always always stuff to see, and mm-hmm. it's always interesting to go in and see how manufacturers. And once you get past the, the, the glitz and the glam, if you will, and you get into the nuances of, of how the boat is built, and you start looking at fit and function. And that, that live interview I did with Rusty on his Chris Craft, there's things that Chris Craft does on that whole center console uh, product line, and his boat actually being a uh, starboard side. Um, console but all the way down on the aft end of the cockpit they put all their seating is stowed away into the gunnel so you wind up with this huge aft cockpit area for equipment or if you're fishing so they've made use of all this gunnel space which otherwise would be um, really wasted because there's nothing you're really going to be able to use it for Um, all of their seat cushions are all soft backed, which is really great because when you have a boat like that, uh, when you have a, a, a boat of that size, and if it's got the hard backed or the hard base cushions, and mm-hmm. one slips out of your hand and it hits the floor, you know, vinyl can only take so much, especially on hard edges. And then you got a scuff or you got a rip, and now you're really hating life because your your boat, you know, your upholstery is starting to fall apart, right? Because of something you did. But the soft back stuff. You could take it, you could throw it across the dock, you know, and nothing's going to happen to it. And Chris Craft, underneath all those softback cushions, and we're talking all up in the bow seating and the aft seating, they put non-skid. So if you pull all those soft back cushions out, now you've got an area there that you can use as a casting platform or you're safe to walk on. Mm-hmm. So that's a really nice detail feature. So that was interesting. And the fact that they, they keep that aft cockpit, all through that product line so if you start out with a smaller boat and you wanted to move up but you really like that aft cockpit the fact that those seats all fold away you move up to their larger center console and it's got that same feature i mean that's that's awesome because when you have that aft cockpit and it's fixed seating there's nothing you can do with it you know it's it's there and you have to kind of live with it and work around it when it folds up into the gunnel side or into the aft transom so much better, because it just gives you that much more versatility with the boat. Well, there you go. So it sounds like it, it may not be earth-shattering stuff, but, well, but something
2: of notice that you picked up on that you think is a good, solid uh, value that uh, Chris Graff is throwing out there now.
4: Yeah, I mean, and that's what you do when you kind of, okay, there's nothing really new there, but let me take a walk through and kind of let me really get into the particulars of these boats and see what I can find. Okay.
2: All right. Well, we'll... uh We'll put that down as a win then for Captain Patrick and the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. That's fair enough, right? Are you going to approve my uh, my expense report? No, no, never. <laughs> that will never change. All right. On that note, we'll uh, wrap it up. Please, nope. Till next time. Remember, whether it's sail or motor, life is better. Life is better as, as a, a boater. boater. Safe boating, everyone.